Welcome to the Wedding Robes Podcast. This is the only show where you don't need clothes to travel the world. I'm Carly Consker, your host and personal travel guide. Let's do the damn thing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Wedding Robes. Today, I am with the amazing Tiffany Davis, YouTuber and founder of Tiffany Davis LLC. She is taking your dreams of living abroad and making it a reality, giving you the tools and content that you've always wanted and never knew you needed. Honestly, her content's amazing. I'm a huge fan. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. So Tiffany is legitimately a real-life Emily in Paris, but way cooler, I think. I think that your content (laughs) is out of this world. I absolutely love it. I am coming to you guys from... Aspen, Colorado. I'm at the St. Regis Hotel and Tiffany is coming to you from Paris. So I, my first question (laughs) is how is it there with COVID? Like how is the lockdown? Are you guys still on lockdown? What's the deal there? Mm -hmm. Sure. So we're actually not on lockdown right now. Um, Our lockdown lifted on December 15th, but there is, you know, word on the street is that we might be going into a third lockdown, which would be crazy. Um, Yeah. Because cases still aren't um, where they should be. Like our cases are still pretty high, but I will say people are kind of still out, like going grocery shopping, going to stores, um, but restaurants are closed. They were supposed to open back up on January 20th, but I think just because it's still so bad, they're not going to open. So yeah. Um, Are they having outdoor dining or just no indoor dining or pick up anything? So they're not open for dining in at all, but we can do takeaway and pick up and things like that. So Wow. Okay. So have you been cooking a lot? I've been cooking so much. um, (laughs) But thank God for like Uber Eats and Deliveroo because I also do like take out a lot. But yeah, I have definitely been cooking more than I used to. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So you moved to Paris in 2017. Why Paris? What was, how did you choose where you were going to move? Was it only Paris or were you deciding between different places? So for me, it was only Paris. And I actually moved specifically to get my MBA. So I had a mentor at the time who had told me like, Tiff, you really want to make it in the beauty or fashion industries, you have to get your MBA in France. And that's honestly what led me to Paris. You know, I was living in New York, stuck at a job that I was less than thrilled about. Um, and it was like, I'm ready for a change. I'm craving an international experience. And, you know, once I made the decision, the ball started rolling. And that's really what led me to Paris. That's incredible. So how long was the MBA in Paris? How long was the program? Sure. So the MBA, it was um, one year. So it was a 12 month intensive program, which I actually kind of liked because, you know, in the United States, like usually MBAs are two years long. Right. I like that it was shorter. I like that it was, you know, intensive. Um, We also traveled a lot with the MBA. And I was like, listen, if I can just get it done in one year, like I'm all for it. So what was one of your favorite places that you traveled to during the program? Or just in, or you could say in general, like, honestly, I'll listen to it all. <sighs> ah, okay. So many places. I'll give you two. Cause during the program, I loved Hong Kong and it's oh. crazy. Like I wasn't expecting to love Hong Kong as much as I did. Like I was actually a bit nervous about going there. Like I didn't right. really know what to expect, but I loved it. Like the nightlife there is insane. <laughs> the food is so good and it's super international super international. So Hong Kong was super fun. And then another place that I've loved is Greece. Um, So me and my best friend, yeah, me and my best friend actually went to Greece um, last year for my birthday. So that was really nice. I I love, love, love Greece. Where in Greece did you guys go? So we went to Mykonos and Santorini. (laughs) So 
I went to Greece, I think it was now, it must have been like two to three years, uh, probably three years ago at this point, but it feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. My mom actually met me there and we went to San, we went, started in Athens just for the night, then Santorini. We were supposed to go to Mykonos and like, I've been dying to go to Mykonos forever. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go party. I want to have fun. Like I want to have the best time ever. There was a Mediterranean hurricane who... Who knows like that that even existed a Mediterranean hurricane right. and I got stuck in Santorini for like which no. is honestly not 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 the worst thing in the world right. but I didn't get to Mykonos I was devastated but I'm so jealous that you went to Mykonos <laughs> where did what was your favorite like place to like go out or party or whatever Mykonos so it's funny like I'm not a big partier at all okay. like I'm more into like food and eating and all of those things. I fully support that. Yeah. And I cannot <laughs> remember the name of this place, but like it was like it was very well known, but also kind of like a hole in the wall. And they okay. had the best um like pitas. They had the best like Yum. oh my gosh, I had never had a better pita in my entire <laughs> life. Like me and my friend literally just kept going back to that place because it was that good. So yeah, that was one of the best places that I ate at. I wish I could remember the name, but it was so good. I think the Airbnb um, the owner of the Airbnb that we were staying at had recommended it. And it was so, so good. Oh, I love that. Did you like staying in an Airbnb versus a hotel? I did. And especially because the Airbnb that we stayed at in Mykonos, it was literally like right in the center of town, which was really oh, that's nice. Great location. Yeah. So we could like walk to everything. Like we could walk to all of the restaurants, all the shops, but also have like a pool, which was really nice. Um, So, so nice. I liked it. Oh, I'm so jealous. I have to go back to Mykonos <laughs> one day. My friends and I yeah. are like, as soon as this pandemic's over, like get me a vaccine, get me on a plane and let me go right. travel again. Yeah, it's- totally. But so you're in Paris, you mm-hmm. do your MBA and then you have to, you start working in Paris, right? Did you, <laughs> what was the experience like coming from New York where you didn't love your job and now working in Paris and like not necessarily being fluent in the language? What was that experience like for you? So there was definitely a transition. Like there was definitely a learning curve. Thankfully, so I was working in the luxury beauty industry and thankfully the role that I had, it was an English speaking role, Um, but everyone on the team was French. So it was really hard at times because like my boss would say things that I think she was trying to like say in English, but she was saying them in French and I'd be like, I don't know what you're saying. So like things like that happen all the time. (laughs) Yes, like there was definitely a language barrier. And then also, you know, just um, at happy hour. So here in Paris, they call them like afterworks. More often than not, everyone was speaking French, like no one was speaking English. So I was just kind of like, this is awkward. Or, you know, like if, if there was a goodbye party or anything like that, like everyone was just speaking French. And there was one person on the team who was from Ireland who also didn't speak French. So like we ended up becoming like really good friends. Um, But yeah, that was definitely- You lucked out with that one. (laughs) I definitely lucked out with that one. Um, But in terms of the work environment, I mean, there were things that were different. Like, for example, there are so many breaks throughout the day. Like people take multiple coffee breaks, multiple smoke breaks. And when you go to lunch, it's like you can't just eat at your desk. You actually have to go to the cafeteria or like go outside and eat, which- for me, like coming from someone who was working in PR in New York City, it's like we were always eating at our desk. So that was very different. 
I will say the hustle was definitely still there. Like there were nights where I'd work until like 9 p.m., which also made it very difficult to learn the language, I have to say, because um, my, my job did allow for like French lessons, but like you could oh, only wow. take them during the day. And I'm like, dang, if I have meetings back to back all day, like when am I supposed to learn the language? So that was really, really tough. For so are sure. you fluent now? Still working on it. Girl, okay. this language is so hard. It's so hard. But I actually just started a program where I have to take lessons 15 days a month. So basically every oh, wow. other day. So it's like an intensive course. So I'm really excited about that. But this language is tough. I'm not going to lie. It's a very hard effort. You will be fluent in no time with this new program. I like took Spanish like in high school and in college. And I was like, I can get by if I like go somewhere that's Spanish speaking. But I can never like if they speak really fast, like I would not understand a word that they said. Right. And that was kind of like me because for me coming here, I had taken French in high school. I had mm. taken French in college. So it's like I had the basics. But like if some random person on the street started talking to me, I'd be like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're saying. So I totally feel you. What was it like dating in Paris, not necessarily knowing the language very well and even just like, like, did you meet people like pre-COVID? Did you meet people just going out like at bars, restaurants, or are there certain apps that are more popular in Paris? Sure. So I want to say like my first year, year and a half here, I was on like all the apps. Like I was like, let's okay. just have fun. So I was on Bumble. I was on Happen. So I'm not sure What's if they happened? have Happen in the United States. Oh my gosh. Honestly, like I do not like this app. Do not recommend it. I think it's actually really creepy, but it's an app that a lot of people use out here. And it's basically like you can be like around Paris and it will show you like who you're passing throughout the day, which I thought was really creepy. It's like, That's you could so creepy. Home. So creepy because it's like you could go home and it would be like, okay, like you just passed so-and-so when you were at the Eiffel Tower. And it's like, wait, if, you know, I'm in an area close to my job, like will people start Start to know that I hang out in that area. Well, they you know like what stalk I mean? you. Like that's so exactly. scary. Like it's so creepy. So I was only on it for a little bit. <laughs> Did meet a guy through there, and girl, when I tell you these Frenchmen out here, like wait, I want to hear it all. They move so fast. So I had gone on one date with this guy and then a month later, like went on another date with him. Right. And on the second date, he was like, Okay, so like I want to be with you. And I'm like, wait. Excuse me? Like, I don't know you. You're a stranger. Exactly. Like, I don't know you. This is our second date. I was like, at that time, I wasn't even sure if I was going to stay in Paris. (laughs) I was like, you know, my MBA program goes until September. I don't know what's going to happen after it. And he was just like, I'm willing to take the risk and all of this stuff. And I was just like, like, this is our second date. Exactly. Slow your roll. way too fast. But actually after that, and just having talking and just after like talking to a lot of French friends, they had told me that like here it is, you know, people do get into relationships a lot quicker. Like usually if you date a guy, it's usually more so after three to five dates. If you're dating someone, you're at, you're automatically that person's girlfriend. Like if no you kiss them, you're way. automatically the girlfriend. And I'm just like, well, this is very different from what I experienced in America. Cause you could be dating a guy for like a month and a half and still not be official. You could be dating a guy for four months and still not be exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, very different. The dating scene out here is very, very different. Oh my gosh. I dated this guy. Well, not really dated. I mean, we went on like two to three dates. He might've um, thought you dated, but <laughs> he might've thought we dated, but, um, and I remember we were sitting down and just like talking and he was just like, yeah, well, you know, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. So, and I'm just like, so what? Like, like what are you trying to say? What does that mean? <laughs> 
And then I had a really good friend, a guy friend who had come to Paris, I think like that week before and posted a picture of us. This guy, the, the, the guy that I was on a date with, found yeah. somehow found that picture and was stalking my friend, thinking that no. like we were in a relationship or something. And I was just like, this is really weird. That is is too intense too quickly. Too intense. So not to scare you guys about dating in France (laughs) or anything like that. um, But just know that like people do move fast here. Do you find that the guys, like the quality of guys are like, are you attracted to the guys that are there? Yeah. I mean, there are definitely some French guys out here where I'm just like, damn, like, you know, <laughs> like but, you're gorgeous. Exactly. But like, I feel like it's hit or miss. Like, I almost feel like it's the same as in the States. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you see like a cute guy here and there, but it's not like I walk outside and everywhere there's like hot men. Like, it's, it's not, not like, like Emily in Paris where every single like- <laughs> guy she meets is so hot. It's not like Emily in Paris, but like there are some really cute guys out here for sure. Oh my God. Maybe I have to move to Paris to find someone very single, ready to mingle. Yes. (laughs) So when you did like go on dates, was there a language barrier at all? Or like did most of the guys like speak English? Some spoke English, some didn't, but I actually have a funny story about that because there was this one guy that I met like through an app and he was texting Mm -hmm. me in English. But then when I got to the date, like he could not speak a word of English. And I was just like, you got bamboozled for sure. Right. Like I was like, oh, what's going on? And it's like, I mean, no shame because it's France. So it's like, it's not like I expect you to speak English. I should be speaking French. But I just thought it was kind of like, oh, wait, but we were texting in English and now you're totally played. You're totally (laughs) played. That that uh, that is honestly, if I showed up to a date and someone just didn't speak the language they were texting me in, I'd be like, sorry, like I literally just got catfished. Right. That's like how I felt. I was like, this is kind of weird. So that's wild. Um, What did you do? Did you just sit there like what how did you guys talk like he was you know like trying like speaking kind of broken English like we both had like Google Translate out like it was a hot mess I was just like what is happening right now oh my gosh okay so did you watch Emily in Paris I watched Emily in Paris I did did you like it did you think some of it was like realistic or it was just like a fun show So for me, it was a cute show. It was a fun show. Like there are so many people who are bashing the show because it doesn't show real Paris. And I do have to say, like, there are things about the show that aren't necessarily true. But I took it as like a fun, cute show to watch. I wasn't watching it like, oh, my gosh, this is going to show me real life Paris. It's like like Sex in the City. I mean, that wasn't the New York City. It's for entertainment. Exactly. Like, I wish I lived the sex in like New York City, like, oh, my God, but that wasn't my life. But at the same time, it's like she did go through a lot of things that I actually have experienced living in Paris as an expat. I do think that some things were a bit cliche. Some things were a bit over the top. But there were things that I actually experienced as an expat living here. So what was like one thing that you felt like that you could relate to in the show? Oh, there were so many things. I think for one, and this kind of goes back to the language, um, I have found that like whenever I try to speak French, people will automatically switch into English. And I feel like that was something that happened with her a lot on the show. (laughs) And a lot of people were like, that would never happen. Like French people wouldn't just switch into English. But that has been my experience. Like people actually have (laughs) just switched into English for me. They're like, you're not great at French. So we're just going to speak your language. (laughs) Exactly. So that's definitely one thing that I feel like was true for me as an expat living here. That's so interesting. 
So obviously still in pandemic, still mm-hmm. COVID, even though you guys aren't on lockdown still, which is so lucky. What is the next place like on your bucket list that you want to travel to? India. And actually, wow. yeah. And actually right before um, the pandemic started, I was in the process of booking my trip to India because one of my best friends lives there. Amazing. And, yeah. And me and my other friend, were going to go um, meet her and celebrate her birthday and all of this stuff. Literally, I was like at the visa office, like trying to renew my visa and everything like that. And the pandemic happened. Oh. And I was like, great. So like this trip isn't going to happen. So I'm still waiting to take that trip. I definitely think it's going to be the next place that I go. Maybe 2022 or end of 2021. Who right. knows? Let's see. But that would be incredible. I've never been to India, but that would be such a cool, like cultural experience and such an incredible trip. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So for you, what is your favorite trip of all time or hotel of all time or both? Oh my gosh. I have so many favorite trips. This is so hard. You can give me like a top three if you want. Okay. So (laughs) I loved Bali. Like going to Bali was such an amazing experience. And when I went, I only did Ubud and Changu. So I definitely want to go back and see more. Yeah. For sure. So Bali hands down was absolutely amazing. Hong Kong again was also really cool. And then I guess Greece, I guess that those are my top three, which I guess I've talked about all of those (laughs) anyways, but um, yeah, those are my top three. So Bali, Hong Kong, and Greece. I love that. You probably follow a lot of travel people, I assume. What's one like travel Instagram or person or blogger um, that you recommend that we follow? Um, So I love Spirited Pursuit. Okay, She's super cool. She's this black girl living in Senegal. Um, and her pictures are absolutely amazing. Um, she has really, really cool content. So highly recommend her. We'll have to check her out. Maybe we'll have her on the show if she's available. Okay. Uh, So for robing after dark, I always ask people what's their favorite places in the city that they're in for nightlife, restaurants, go-to places, what you have to check out. So what would you say like is a go-to place like for nightlife in Paris? Sure. So I love Comptoir General. So it's right around Republique, which is around like the 11th arrondissement. And it's super cool. It's like, it's one of those places that it's like laid back. Like you don't have to like dress up and glam from head to toe, but they play awesome music. It's a really cool layout. The vibes are always so cool. So I love going there for, um, I guess like after dark, you, I guess you could say. <laughs> after dark, I after love dark. a place that has amazing music where I can dance. Like I'm just yeah. dying to get back to like, I just want to dance with my friends, have a drink, have a good time, right. like without having to worry about getting sick. Like exactly. that's all I want. Right. What about like restaurants? Do you have a favorite restaurant or favorite like place that you would take your friends if they came to visit? I'm all about brunch. I love a good brunch. And um, there's this place like a boozy brunch. Yeah, they actually don't do a lot of boozy brunches in Paris. Like, you know how in the States, it's like it's all about mimosas here. It's like there are only a few places where I've. Yes, you have your mimosas. I have my mimosas because so the hotel was like, we're going to comp you. And they gave me a make your own mimosa basically kit over there. And I was like, okay, cheers. 
Oh my gosh. So um, yeah, it's not a huge thing out here, but there are a few restaurants that do serve mimosas. So there's there's this one place called Sunday in Soho. It's actually a black owned restaurant owned by a black guy that actually also moved from New York City to Paris, oh, um, which wow. I thought was really cool. Yeah. So it's this place called Sunday in Soho. I love their brunch. It's so good. You can get mimosas there. You can get your matcha lattes there. <laughs> um, the menu is just amazing. So whenever my friends come, like that's the place that I take them to. I love it. What's like the one touristy thing that you say like you have to do or non-touristy thing that like people wouldn't know to go see when they're in Paris that you think that they should? Mm Sure. So there's this place called um, Les Deux Plateaux, which I don't think a lot of people know about, but it is technically like a touristy place. And it's so cool. It's like the the most amazing picture taking moment in Paris. It's right by Palais Royale. And it's like they have these columns uh, that are black and white. And it's just it's so beautiful. Like I love that area of Paris. Yeah. And somewhere that I highly recommend people visiting when they come to Paris. That's incredible. I love that. My last question for Roving After Dark, if you had like one night in Paris, like what would you do? Oh my gosh, this is a tough one. I guess, I guess first going to a really good dinner. One restaurant that I love is La Creole. They have like the best Caribbean food. So I'd probably go there and then I'd probably catch the light show um, of the Eiffel Tower. So I can't remember exactly what time it starts, but there's like a period of time where like the lights on the Eiffel Tower, like they, they light up the Eiffel Tower and it's so pretty. So I'd probably do that. I think it happens at midnight. I don't know if it happens more than once a night, but I've seen it at midnight. I can't remember. Like I saw it so long ago. Like I have not seen it like in a lot, like years, but I definitely would do that. I haven't done that in a while. So. Oh, I love that. That would be my perfect night. The last time I was in Paris, we went, I love uh, La Avenue. Oh, I actually haven't been there. That's where like Kim K goes every time she comes. Can I tell you, it is worth the splurge. It is so good. It is so good. And it's right near, I would say it's pretty close to the Eiffel Tower. And so I think like when my mom and I were there, we went for dinner and then we like walked to the Eiffel Tower and we like saw the light show. It was really, it's so pretty. It's so great. That's Yeah. I have to get back to Paris soon. It's such a magic, it's such like a magical, gorgeous city. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so jealous that you live there. Do you have any plans of leaving Paris? Like, do you think you'll be there for the long term, like future or... Yeah, I get this question a lot. I mean, right now, Paris feels like home. Like, I really don't see myself leaving anytime soon. Like, I have my friends here. I have my apartment here. It's (laughs) like, I just feel so comfortable here, you know, which is crazy because it's like, it's a completely different culture. I'm still learning the language, but I love it. So no plans to leave anytime soon. Does your family, have they come to visit at all? So they came once um, for my graduation when I graduated from my MBA. Because my parents, it's like they love to travel, but they're more of like, let's go vacation in, in the Caribbean type of thing. Because half I of my that. family's from, my dad, yeah, like my dad's side of the family is from the island. So that's kind of their thing. Like this whole like venturing out to Europe is like totally like foreign to them. But they did come out for my graduation, which was really nice. And we did a few touristy things and I took them to some of my favorite places. So that was really cool. What, were, what was their reaction when you're like, I want to go to Paris? Oh my God. My dad was like, absolutely not. He was <laughs> like, like, it's no. too far from us. He was, but for them, because also I had right after college, I had moved to San Francisco. Then I had moved to New York. And like, when I moved to New York, my parents were like, you better not move again. 
like this is crazy like you keep moving and then two years later I was like I want to go to Paris oh my god so they were just like what is wrong with this girl and I think that they were just like wow like we don't know anyone in Paris like we don't know anyone else who's moved to Paris so I think that they were more so worried about like will you have a support system there like what if anything happens type of thing but I made it work classic parents like who are like we don't like god forbid something happened like who are you gonna call like we need like you to have like a contact there just in case exactly exactly but that's so amazing that like I'm sure they're supportive of all of it now and love like seeing like how happy you are there and how much you love it yeah like now they're good now they're good. It was like, the initial shock that they had to wear off. Right. Like the first year they were just like, girl, like what is happening? <laughs> they're like, come they're home. Right. Right. Totally. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. I am so happy that I met you and I can't believe that I even had you on the podcast. It's incredible. <laughs> so everyone, if you want to sign up for Tiffany's classes, she is giving you tips and tricks of how to actually make your dreams come true and move abroad. Yes. I, um, yes. I just launched a course to help people move abroad. So it's called get over your ish and plan your move abroad. And it's a course that allows you to plan and organize your move abroad and take actionable steps towards a life that you want to live because I've made the move to San Francisco, New York and Paris. And I'm just like, I have all of this knowledge and know what's worked for me. So figured I'd help other people, you know, make that, that transition if it is something that they want to do. It's incredible because so many people have trouble pulling the actual trigger, but then will regret not moving when they're older. They're like, why didn't I do this back in the day? Like I should have done this, but they never actually pull the trigger. So I think it's an incredible way to tell people like, this is how I did it. And this is how you could do it. Just you have to Mm -hmm. take her course and find out all her tips and tricks of the trade. So thank you, Tiffany. You can follow Tiffany on Instagram at it's Tiffany Davis. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Stay tuned to see where we end up next. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. And as always, follow us on Instagram at one and robes pod. And while you're there, you might as well follow me at Carly Consker. See you next time.